Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen, the place where memberships are smiling face. My name is Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And the man with the Panama is Pete Donaldson. Hello. Panama hats are actually from Ecuador. Are they? Mm. Is that right? Yeah. Why is that then? Do your own I want, more, I want more information. <laughs> I'll just dangle a carrot They like were that. made in Ecuador, taken up to the Panama Canal, sold there. Everyone thought they were from Panama. There we go. Well, they were from Panama because that's where I bought it. So, in both places, presumably, they're just called hats. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Maybe in Panama they're called Ecuador hats. Mm. Who knows? Mm. It's time to talk about football, though. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, well, while we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the Millennium's Choice well, what's, podcast. What's your favourite hat, Peter? Uh, I once was in a bar and a man, uh, sorry, a woman had. <laughs> that's, a good, <laughs> that's, that's a good one to get wrong, isn't it? Wow. It wasn't the a bar. first part of the information. It was, an <laughs> it was in a bar and uh, a woman had a baseball cap, but the baseball cap came out uh, to the size of a full LP record. Okay. Cool. Mm. Was it, was it uh, actually every, every, a record? No, it wasn't. It was okay. just that size. And okay. she walked around like that as if it was the most normal thing in the world. And that's your favourite hat, is it? That was the question. I I mean, I've, I've still not found a hat that suits me, so maybe I should go for that one. I sort of meant style of hat, not like a specific... That's oh, a the particular one... style of hat. Yeah. My favourite hat is the one I saw this bloke wearing the other day. Mm. Pe- Pete's um, head, head the, the top half of his head is quite bulbous. So mm. that's why he doesn't... Bulbous? I have a similar problem. I'm not 
But you've, <laughs> said, you've said that to me in the past, and now I'm saying it back to you. You get upset about no, it. No, my hair is has a widow's peak. Fine. So, which accentuates the bulbous nature of my right. noggin. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not bulbous, exactly. though, does it? It's swollen with facts. Yeah. To be fair, I think if we put your head in, in mud for a while, it would be interesting what would grow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would sprout? Let's do whimsy it anyway. and fun, I imagine. Let's do it anyway. Indeed, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. We cannot deny there's a bit yeah. of whimsy and fun in, uh, in, in South London, isn't there, with Crystal Palace. They're looking forward to appointing a new manager. It looks like it's going to be Roy Hodgson. It's not mm. whimsy or fun, though, no, for, for I, Frank de Boer. Do you not think? I, I, I feel sorry for Frank de Boer, because I, I heard do. that his children were in part of a sports day this weekend, and he wasn't able to take part in the uh, sacrifice oh. for obviously Photoshop reasons, photo um, opportunity reasons. That's a shame. Well, Palace <laughs> are the first side in the top flight to lose their first four league games of the season without scoring since 1924. Yeah. That's why he's been sacked, in case anyone was... Is that uh, Roy Hodgson's first year in charge? <laughs> Roy Hodgson uh, was uh, a teenager then. Yeah. <laughs> I do maintain that, um, this is rearing its ugly head again, I suppose, but I do maintain that if your short list of managers when you were hiring a, someone, i.e. at Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. which... Didn't it take them about three months to find a manager? Yeah, it, as took, well? it yeah. took them a long time. A long they could have done it a bit quick. They yeah. had a short list. A short list. If of they're going to get rid of, yeah. if they're going to get rid of someone with four games, you know, don't spend so so long finding a manager. Well, maybe mm. thirty-seven is meant to be over the entire season this year, right? And they're just working their way through them. <laughs> every, second on the list. Every, the best one gets another game. Yeah, so, someone. It's like the hot seat. They're the better the week hot seat. I love the fact that he said that there was thirty-seven names on the list, yeah. and he said I spoke to every one of them. You, w- did they want to be on the list? Hi, Pep. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. well, I spoke to him. I, I did say hi. Not only that, Marcus. He spoke to every one of them. You chose the wrong one, then didn't you? <laughs> yeah. What are the chances of that? He held his hands um, up, though, didn't he? But they had they had him, Deboer and, and Roy Hodgson uh, on the shortlist at the end. Mm. And and Roy Hodgson looks like he's going to be appointed now. May well be appointed sort of tomorrow, or whatever. If they are the two managers you've got left. I mean, what, you've obviously got no strategy. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what this smacks of, isn't it? They were completely blindsided by Allardyce retiring and just had no real plan for succession. Because, I mean, Hodgson after Allardyce makes sense. You know, mm. there's, there's some sort of footballing logic to that in terms of the, in terms of the style and what you can expect from both managers. I know Hodgson's not exactly the same as Allardyce and Pulis and the likes, but, but De Boer, it just feels like they, they wanted to get a name almost and figured, you know, actually, this we could maybe try a more sort of continental, expansive well, approach just... Just because. No, but they did. They did say when they hired him, this is an evolutionary thing, and how they really want to move on to the next level and all the rest of it. But uh, interestingly enough, uh, Big Sam did say on Sky Sports on Monday night um, that he was approached by Steve Parrish uh, after the DeBoer sacking, mm-hmm. and that he he, uh. he wasn't ready to return to Premier League football at this right. point. Oh, it's interesting that he said that because when he did, re- when he, when he was retiring, wasn't he? Is mm. what he said. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, come on, you didn't believe that. <laughs> did you? I just, I do feel sorry for DeBoer because he has been asked uh, over the last two jobs to kind of instill a new style of football and a new culture when he's not that great a manager and it's Pete, really hard to do. But Pete, what, um, what I was going to say, I do feel a bit sorry for him, and purely because. If you look, I mean, the Inter thing is a slightly different situation, and, and you know, he, De Boer has proven himself to be quite poor at choosing jobs mm, post Ajax. Mm. He did well at Ajax, but that's that's the era de Vizio, so it's a bit different, perhaps. With the Crystal Palace thing, he's he's taken over. What was it, Marcus? Two and a half months ago, or whatever, seventy-seven days ago. Seventy-seven uh, days. Yeah, yeah, he's been given uh, Mohamed Osako, who was on loan there anyway, and Rydervold, the um, the the young, tw- I think he's twenty, Dutch mm. defender, and then told to to get on with it. I mean, yeah. and I, I think a lot's been made of the, the the idea of them changing their style. I don't think it's been necessarily as as, as accentuated as people have said, because someone was pointing out on Match of the Day that they, uh, it might have been Mark Chapman, they've played quite a lot of long balls anyway mm. at Palace mm. under De Boer. But I mean, to, first of all, to hire him, 
give him a pre-season, then not let him have any players that he wants, for whatever reason. I mean, the, the, the fact is the players haven't gone there. That mm-hmm. probably that he's ident- I imagine he identified more than one 20-year-old centre-back mm. as a target. 37. They've at not least. Oh, yeah, yeah, 37 yeah. at least. And, and, then, and then to fire him after four games smacks of, actually, some sort of more serious stuff going on behind the scenes. It's all this stuff that's come out mm. from Neil Ashton in mm. the Sun about um, him getting some senior pros backs up and stuff. I've heard other journalists say that's only one side of the story. But it would suggest, wouldn't it, that there's more going on than just that because it's 34 games left for the domestic yeah. league season. Yeah, that's so right. I think when, long when, way to go. when you talk about the, the long balls that they were playing, sadly it wasn't Frank himself who was playing those long <laughs> balls. What a pass he <laughs> had In, in which case it'll be fine, wouldn't might, it? I might yeah. suggest that if he... If we use the English translation of his name, Frank the Farmer, yeah, he wouldn't have got the job. No, no. Who's fr- who's hiring Frank the Farmer? Well, it would make sense because Crystal Palace have played quite agricultural football over the last. <laughs> few years. But speaking of the going to the game itself, Marcus, they don't play at Plough Lane though. Do they? No, they didn't. They were, it's worth getting in that. Hold on, um, <laughs> yeah, probably be able to buy some uh, more players with some EU subsidies. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Thanks for joining us. Hashtag Brexit. Yeah, and that's, a, that's enough now. That's enough. Okay. Now. Um, it's going to the game itself. Um, ironically, arguably their best performance of the season. Yeah. It was. They should have won the game. game. Had they have got a point, or had they have won the game, which they should have at least done one of those things. <laughs> uh, would he still be in the job? I mean, Alan Pardew, he offered his back into Frank de Boer Peter that after was, the game. That was the yeah. final straw, presumably. Mm. <laughs> well, we've got to go then. I've worked with Alan before and he's got to go. Well, de Boer himself went, yeah, well, now you say that, yeah. I should be off. I'm just saying, can Sky Sports let me know when he's going to be on so I don't yeah. watch it? <laughs> I just need a calendar, that's all, with Pardew's face on the days that he's going to be working. Yeah, well, it was interesting. Chris if something... anyone's working for Addison Lee, just let me know if you've got Pardew in the back. <laughs> Just drop us a text, you can do it anonymously. Yeah. Just let me know, all right? Why? If you're off to Osterley. This is the Donaldson cartel talking. I know, right? <laughs> it's sinister. Chris Sutton said a lot of things over the, over the weekend, and we will get to some of them. Don't you worry, <laughs> ladies said, and gentlemen. He had a lovely weekend. <laughs> a lot of Sutton. He couldn't believe oh, his luck, could he? I'd, about five years ago, I didn't think Chris Sutton would be such a big ramble fixture, but yeah, my word, he's become it. Just yeah. came out of nowhere. Like a miserable bullet. On match of the day two, when Mark Chapman was describing, essentially having to break it down to component parts <laughs> so Chris could understand it, it was like Chris Sutton had been asked pundit in a language that wasn't his own. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or, he'd, or he'd been ta- been told to take a fixed position he doesn't necessarily agree with and just argue it to the death. Yeah. <laughs> he just wouldn't roll back, would he? It was fantastic. <laughs> the thing is, though, Pete, obviously none of us in this room have showered ourselves in glory on TV in the past, so maybe we're in perhaps a... We've worked with position. Chris Sutton. Yeah, but... Do you <laughs> on not, the television. Do you not think that there was a few periods on Match of the Day 2 where the silences were a bit too long? Oh, hugely. <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. Mark I Chapman, love it. Mark Chapman must have been exhausted after that. Poor <laughs> but yeah. to, be, to his credit, he let, it, he let him ring out. Yeah, I know. He let him ring out. Yeah. And yet, no, you said it, Chris. Exactly. You sort yourself out. Well, I, I, I would say that that uh, meeting he had with Luke for the Raycast special was a good prelude yeah. to that yeah. Chris Sutton. <laughs> An education for, for well, Mark. One of us learnt a lot that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Sutton said that uh, the players played for the manager. Would, oh, that, I, well, look, do you know what? I would actually agree with I that. I would agree yeah. with that as well, which is interesting. Which. Yeah, all, some of the, the reports suggest that uh, De Boer had upset some of the players and, and so on mm. and so forth. Well, you would think that, I mean, the players aren't going to go out there and, and, and not try. Of course, that's not what we're saying. But it did seem, you're right, Luke, for a guy who's upset a few people or whatever, 
the, 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 the players, were they even trying too hard? Yeah, because I mean, some of those... Ch- I mean, Scott Dan himself yeah, could have had well, about three. That was that was <laughs> weird in itself. But, I mean, I, the pattern of the game was very interesting in that obviously they conceded early on from a mistake, which is obviously going to... You're going to be so frustrated by that as a team. Chris and then Wood's they go, really, this is easy in the championship. Yeah, <laughs> loving it. Great, <laughs> great finish. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely think that if Frank de Boer's going to lose his job over what happened at the weekend, I think it's only right that Lee Chung Young goes as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I, 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 think think I think Scott Dan for that header at the end. I just I, I like, was, what yeah. was? Oh, yeah, that, like you can't teach Scott Dan not to do that. He should have his. He should have, <laughs> like, his, he should have his. That sort of that sort of opportunity for Scott Dan. The quality of header of the ball he is. He should have his napkin around his neck, <laughs> eating that up all day, yeah, all day long. Um, but but um, when Lee Chung Yong made that. Almost like inexplicable back pass, mm. um, world class through ball in its yeah, in its well, own it way. was, it was. Um, I, I'm surprised to see Frank de Boer looking up to the director's box, going, "What, <laughs> yeah, are you, what, what did you do? <laughs> I didn't sign him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What would those other 36 guys yeah, do? Yeah, he, he, um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, of all the, all the stuff that um, you know, and it's not like a Dutch manager to put people's backs up. So no. <laughs> I don't know if that can be true. Was it? I like the fact that he, he, that. Um, Someone suggesting him getting involved in training yeah. and pretty much showing up other players. Yeah, Frank de Boer was such this. a cultured player. He was a great player, Frank de Boer, back in the day. And he's still mid 40s, so he's still a bit of magic in his boots, but he was playing in training. But then other managers play in training as well. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't want to sound come across as sort of way too old school for no reason, but if, if, you're, if you're a mid 20s professional athlete, professional footballer playing in the top flight in England, mm. and a 45, I think he's 45, Frank yeah. de Boer, something like that. He's a great player, of course. If he if he's showing you up in training, you, you can take that one of two ways. I mean, you can be sort of funny about it and be a bit sort of fragile and go, oh, "God, that's not fair," and mm. start briefing journalists about it. Or you can go, "Well, actually, that's quite inspiring. He's yeah. forty-five, but he's still great." You know, I'm I'm actually going to react to well, that in a positive way. Well, well, look, look, look at Sean Dyche's how the defenders have come on under him mm. at his various mm. clubs and stuff. Did, very... did, didn't old Dyche turn down the Palace job, saying that he wasn't happy with uh, with some of the stuff that? Was oh, on that happen. might be right. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway, Frank de Boer's out of, out of a job, and Tom Heaton's got a shoulder hanging off or something as well. <laughs> We're moving to Burnley, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the club, of course, yeah. He came up, but Nick Pope came on and secured Burnley's uh, clean sheet on his debut, which was mm. nice. And he looks like a delightful chap as well. He was interview. very happy, wasn't he, to be mm. here? Yeah. Him and Tom Heaton, lovely time at the goalkeeper's mm. union at Burnley. Well, it's just the general feeling at Burnley, isn't it? I'm just endlessly impressed by their organisation. They're, they're just oh, yeah. so. Well, they all know their jobs so, so well, and they just fight so hard. They know that they're not going to, you know, like, you know, rip a team apart. And beat them five. You nil. say that, Jim, but they did ride their luck an awful lot. Yeah, there, no, but, they, but you know that that luck is to be ridden, isn't it? You've just got to commit as much as you can, right down to but, the winning goal. But, <laughs> yeah. And in a way, I think you're both right because 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 the point is that Burnley went ahead after a few minutes, and there was aside from you know going to you know going to the Etihad or whatever. Mm, yeah, that the sort of teams that Palace are going to be around come the end of the season. You'd expect if there's one team you don't want to go away to and go one down after three minutes, <laughs> it's probably going to be Burnley because yeah. they're going to make mm. you try for everything. Now, of course, the way this game transpired, at Palace were very unlucky. I mean, Dan had one cleared off the line as well. There was mm. other opportunities. Obviously, Dan's but, huge miss but, as well. But Jim is right. Burnley do know how to look yeah. after a one 0 lead by and large. So, I mean, and I think you've got to understand the profile of the teams that, that Palace mm. have lost to. Liverpool, they played a K against, and, and that's fine. But um, was it Huddersfield? They got beaten by quite badly. They were beaten by Swansea at home mm-hmm. as well, and then, and then beaten by Burnley. They've got some the games they've got coming up. I mean, what is it? United away, City away, and Chelsea at home. I yeah, mean, come on, they could be they could be goalless after six games. They're home against Southampton next. That's seven must games. Win. Absolutely must yeah. win. But Southampton yeah. struggling themselves. So it, but it's a must win one for Palace. But talking about you know one nil advantages, if it is Hodgson, which at the time of hasn't been confirmed, but it's on everybody's lips. Marcus, I'm looking forward to Christian Benteke taking corners. 
There we yeah. are, you see. Under Hodgson. There is a man who knows how to protect a 1-0 lead, yeah. apart from that Iceland well, the, game. The pro- <laughs> <laughs> Arguably the biggest game of his career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we are. But, but it, is worth, it is worth saying, I know it was a while ago now, and I know Liverpool fans like to come out of the woodwork and Roy Hodgson. If Roy Hodgson gets a job, you know, as a barista at Costa, you know, with the greatest respect... You're going to get four more for everybody. Yeah, yeah Liverpool, Liverpool fans will protest that. Uh-huh. Um, but if, if Hodgson does get the job at Palace, it is worth pointing out the two other clubs similar to the size of, of Palace, West mm-hmm. Brom and Fulham mm. he's done a good job at. I mean he yeah. took Fulham to a European final I mean and we, we know where Fulham are, are now so I mean, it's fair to point out that Hodgson may well still have enough left in the tank to do something at Palace yeah, he fits the profile for what they need absolutely mm. yeah it would be a, a good appointment you'd have to say uh, let's move on to um, the next story which I've entitled is kicking another player in the face worthy of a red card <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the answer is yes. Okay. Yeah. What's next? Okay. Yeah. And then we move on. Yeah. There can surely be no other side to this coin. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the world of football media has ever been guilty of manufacturing a controversy, um, it's got to be, and they are, but there's never been a better example of that than this. I mean, I don't understand what the sort of cognitive dissonance people have got between, fine, it may well have been accidental. We didn't mean it, Luke. Yeah, but it can also be a red card. <laughs> have you seen the picture of Edison's face? Yeah. It's got about the, ten stitches in the it. The thing is, though, that actually, it doesn't matter how many stitches, that's obviously incredible bad luck for him. That doesn't actually matter. No, the outcome doesn't dictate the decision. No, absolutely. Because some people said, oh, well, if it wasn't so severe, but I think the referee was pretty quick with the red. Well, there's a yeah. similar uh, situation in the Newcastle match. Of course, the player didn't go down. He sort of span on, on a sixpence, effectively, well, and, and the player just got a yellow card. So Matt, Matt Ritchie would have taken the red card. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably mm. would have. <laughs> going what, yeah, going what, on what he said in, in the, um, the post-match mm. interview. And to be fair, Manny took the red card as well. I mean, I suppose he was the one who, who yeah. felt the contact, so, yeah. so he should. But it's He's got, got a skin on his studs, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. well, it's got bits of face on no, him. But what I'm saying is that with that in mind, why on earth did so many pundits leap to... Well, not I suppose did, his defence. Well, Sutton's point was that Mane has to go for that ball, doesn't he? And which, which you know, a, go a yeah, lot, of, go a lot of former strikers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is also that is also fair, right? You're always going to go for that chance as a striker. So this is an unfortunate. You know, circumstance of what can happen in that situation. Marnie hasn't meant to do it, but no. the fact he has do it has done it rather means it's a red. But when when people were saying, like Alan Shearer was saying, you know, to Gary Lineker, you would go for that ball. You know, Ian Wright, you would go for that. Ball. I'll go for that ball. I always want my strikers to go for that ball. Well, that, isn't that a bit of a silly thing to do? Because if, if that was a defender, this is it's a striker. And by the way, those three are strikers, and so is Chris Sutton. But um, because it's a striker going up against the goalkeeper, it's kind of like, oh well, it's unnecessary. If that was, a, if that's a striker, if if at the other end of the pitch, if if if, if Aguero is dancing through and and Clavan uh, uh, goes in for a seventy thirty in Aguero's favour and he kicks him up and he gets sent off, you go, well, you're an idiot. You should have miscalculated. You should have waited. You should have backed mm. off. It's the same principle. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if Aguero is going for a header and the defender had his feet that high? Yeah, it's, it's a similar principle, isn't it? But it, it is because it's a striker. It's kind of like, ah, oh, well, the striker. You know, there's. You know, he's got to go for that ball, etc. and so on. No, it's the same principle. The, 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 the laws of the game state, a tackle or challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality must be sanctioned as serious foul play, which means a red card. There's no, absolutely, regardless of all this rhetoric, there's absolutely no doubt in anyone's mind that he didn't endanger the, the, the safety of, mm-hmm. a, of an opponent. Mm-hmm. Edison's got about 10 stitches in the side of his face and I don't accept that, that Manny has to go for that ball. That, I mean, that was a, it wasn't even. It's, it's, it's generous to call it a seventy thirty. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. He's not going to. He's not going um, to uh, to win that ball. And, and you also need to. Understand, there's two examples I'd like to give around the context of this, of of, of why these laws are now in place. In my opinion, one is bec- one is because their players are a lot faster now, 
and they're a lot stronger. If you look at that 50-50 between Begovic and an Arsenal forward, yeah. the ball burst. Yeah. Mm. The ball burst. Mm. Right? That is unbelievable. And I was at Mansfield Town at the weekend, and maybe we'll come and talk about that a bit later on. Um, we, I, we were there, and we saw um, a centre-half for Mansfield, League Two level, League Two level, being given the Man of the Match award, and we saw it close up. He looked like a cruiserweight boxer. <laughs> he was absolutely ripped. His, his legs—it's mm. not an exaggeration to say—his legs were busting out of his shorts, and his biceps were busting out of his shirt. He is a very strong, powerful man. Compare that to even 15, 20 years ago. Of course, there were still athletes then. But these laws have been brought into play to protect the safety of the players, which is the most important thing. And f- for, for a player to have his foot six foot high at that sort of speed on the goalkeeper. I, I completely accept, by the way, that my didn't mean to cause any harm and didn't mean I don't to hurt any the doubt about that. No, is there? But it doesn't mean they're mutually exclusive. Of course, that can still be a red card, and I don't really see what the controversy is. No, can you talk me. a bit more about the defender? I was getting a bit. Stick around to part three for that. The, the Chris Sutton's title for his <laughs> article in the Mail read: "Any professional footballer who says Manny deserved to be sent off is a liar." Well, it's, it's farcical. It's and, and again, it's I go back to, down there, isn't yeah, it? Alan Shearer saying you'd always, when you see your striker go for the ball in that situation. Again, I liken it to a defender kicking a centre forward up in the air and getting himself sent off because he poorly timed the tackle. Hmm. Do you do you apply the same? It's exactly the same kind of Alan principle. Alan Shearer, they're right, they're right. Neil Lennon in the traps. <laughs> yeah, you're right with, with with what you're saying there. The laws of the game don't sort of change between defensive players and forward players. It's the same mm. laws. Yeah, indeed. The best opinion I've seen is that, uh, I saw this on the internet, obviously, um, so a few people arguing that Edison was responsible for dangerous play by charging out. Right. Which is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Head first. Absolutely amazing. Not thinking in Marnay's boot there. But there, there is, that's obviously... Red, white and cop. No, red and white cop. Was it? Was the forum oh, called? Red, red and white cop. Red and yeah, white cop yeah, in it, yeah. yeah. There is, there is, there is, an, that's farcical, but there is an argument to suggest that actually... If if a if a defender puts his head at sort of like knee high yeah. to head a yeah, ball yeah, yeah, there is. and and gets kicked, you could argue that he should be booked for that because he's endangering himself. Mm. Yeah, but that was not like, that was not in the case. Very J- much. Jamal so. Lascelles tried to head a ball on the floor he at had, the weekend. He had a great game. He had a fellow. Uh, yeah, we're not talking about Newcastle, but but yeah, that was, was one of the performances of the weekend. Yeah, was, yeah. Mm. they won, and we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I know. Fuck you, Marcus. Not even. <laughs> <laughs> Right in the face. Not even Rafa was there to watch it. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer. Yeah, Maybe that's is. the trick. Who would have thought that? Yeah, but, uh, and then Liverpool collapsed, of course, and, and Manchester City put them to the sword. Well, Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool under Klopp aren't set up to to play against uh, a team of that quality away from home with ten men at the best of times. No. But it was disappointing that they 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 let it slip quite so badly. But then, you know, Man City are a good team. Yeah, and what about the Aguero Jesus? Striking partnership. I, th- I think this is the danger of the team like City, and they have a lot of they have a lot of match winners in that team. So if you are a man down, you, 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 it could get quite bad quite quickly, as it did. Indeed, yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> Fearing for yourself, eh? <laughs> 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 if you wake yeah, up in the middle of the night and have a flash forward without knowing it. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in the Etihad. It's you versus mm. them. Um, Aguero, the unselfish pass where he uh, he, he slotted uh, to Jesus and or Jesus and he, and he scored. Actually, that is. Just a little indication for me that actually the two of them are on the same wave, same wavelength. They're on the same page. They get on really well because normally a striker would have just put that yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Cole and York stuff. That yeah. was. I, I, um, I thought De Bruyne, the was, De Bruyne was very impressive. Mm. Oh um, yeah, he's, he's yeah. taken to that sort of slightly different role. Few, uh, very few, well indeed. Saw a few uh, onlookers uh, lauding the performance of uh, M- Mendy as well. 
Mm. But I thought De Bruyne really catched the eye. It was fantastic. Yeah, he caught, he caught the eye in the week. I took him out of my fantasy league team. Yeah, so well, it's, it's, it's just good, great to see. Great yeah, to see. I, I've got, um, we'll talk about him in, probably in a minute mm. as well. Pascal Gross, the guy I was nice. bigging up at the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. Bigging him up enough to we'll put him in on the bench in my fantasy <laughs> team. <laughs> Scored two. Nice. So, yeah, works, we are, yeah, yeah. Um, we're only four games into the season, of course, and Mark Hughes has, has had a hands, handshake snub already. He's had the worst mm. weekend of Frank De Boer. Yeah. He thinks that, yeah. Although he's sort of in on the joke now, is he? There's a little bit of self awareness. I don't like this because you know mm, when David yeah. Hasselhoff got in on the joke like, yeah. there's nowhere near as funny anymore I don't know if it's that he's in on the joke it's just it's got to the point where even he thinks it's ridiculous <laughs> well, <laughs> James, not quite James, the same James Stewart not the James Stewart on the festival obviously says uh, that <laughs> it's almost like a breaking of the fourth wall it's not right yeah. it's weird um, and Tom on the emails uh, he's basically compiled a, compiled a list of uh, managers he's had a handshake problem with yeah, uh, he doesn't have any data pre 2010, but it's Martin Yol, Roberto Mancini, Pulis three times, Wenger, Allardyce, uh, Kike Sanchez, <laughs> Sanchez Flores, and, uh, and Jose Mourinho as well. So. Several, several members of his own family. <laughs> yeah. But the, the most his the, other hand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his other hand. Yeah, ever seen him clap? Me neither. No, the, he won't. The best, the best, uh, the best addition to this story I've heard, and I, I'd like to think it's true, but it has definitely been reported, mm. is that you know Mourinho was asked after the game, and he sort of flat batted the question and walked yeah. off. Yeah. The reason he did that apparently is because Mark Hughes was so put out by mm. Mourinho not shaking his hand after the game that rather than go address his own players after the game, Hughes, he went into the away dressing room <laughs> to find Mourinho to try to shake his hand. And Mourinho's like, what are you doing? Why then? do you want a handshake that <laughs> you have to hunt down like you're Liam Neeson and taken? <laughs> I know, right? Shaken. <laughs> well, very good. Um, it, it sounds like that he's not in on the joke then. No, yeah, with that not. story. Yeah. But, but I've, I've, heard, I've heard people say, I've, I've heard players who've played under Hughes say he is very, very odd. Much yeah. more odd than you realise. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, and and I've seen nothing since to doubt that. No. <laughs> uh, Every oh. season. I like no. the fact that, that, that he was saying that Mourinho told him to off during the game. Yeah. And he gave Mourinho a little nudge, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Because according to uh, according to Hughes, he was in my technical area. Yeah, like that's he completely was. reasonable behaviour. But he was in there. He was yeah, in but, there, yeah. You know. Mourinho's given him the old in the ear. Of course. But Mourinho had an absolutely horrific Right red roll neck jumper on today in the press conference. Did you see it? No, I didn't see that one. It was, I, I don't know where he got it from. It can't be official Man United attire, yeah. but it had his initials on it. Oh, it, was, it was I'm woeful. missing a roll neck. Check <laughs> it out online. <laughs> I think, um, on the game itself, Marcus, David De Gea made one of the saves of the season. Oh, absolutely. What a save. That was. A great point for Stoke, though. Yeah, it was. Well, well, it was th- that save led to the corner that led to the goal, which I always find a bit annoying yeah. like, off, the, off the back of a really good save. All in vain. The most famous one of those is that, that famous Ledley King tackle where he chases after is Arian Robin for about 30 yards and makes this amazing tackle one of the best pieces of defense you ever see and now they score from the corner <laughs> <laughs> Such a shame. Yeah. Uh, Mourinho he's obviously uh, unhappy that uh, they didn't get the win and so he's using all the all the tools in his uh, in, in his box to wind yeah. up Hughes obviously the handshake snub was, was there and then he said that uh, Manchester United needed Fellaini for this match due to his height and physical presence yeah Hughes hates that and Hughes is like well, no, 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 let's, let's dig at our style of play we're not just a long ball team we're probably no, Hughes is like every single player I've tried to sign has been the antithesis of that okay apart from Darren Fletcher every single player because <laughs> Fletcher can play I know he can but I'm just saying he's, he's, a, he's a physically capable player but, but look at the profile of other players they've signed like um, Afalai and um, Shakiri and mm. Bojan those types of players he has, he has tried to change them around a little mm. bit the same way they're not as formidable at home as they used to be they're not certainly not as physical as they were Indeed, yeah. uh, we're going to talk about Brighton and Watford after this I better go to the cash point and get some money if I've got any money left. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Football Ramble. It's now time for Correspondence with Pete Donaldson. It is time for Correspondence with Pete Donaldson. Hey, that's my name. Uh, hello to Charlie. Uh, hi, Ramblers. Uh, I want to give you my highlights of the week. Garth Crooks. Had a good one. Did he? He was, he was going oh, wild over the weekend. I saw this. Well, he, he selected as goalkeeper uh, Courtois uh, with the rationale that uh, when there are 27 goals scored in the Premier League during one weekend, it is particularly difficult to find a goalkeeper who has had an outstanding performance. This week so far, there have been six teams with clean sheets. <laughs> <laughs> this further confirms my suspicions that Garth Crook is actually a robot computer that selects the team of the week utterly at random. Pete, I'm with you on that one, Kate. Charlie. Yeah, Garth, Garth also took the time out to not include Paul Pogger in his team of the week, but do two paragraphs on how much he hated his hair. Yeah, I mean he's had that he's had that random kind of hairstyle for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think it can, the, the always excellent Kelly. Well- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. pointed out if you're a 56 year old man pointing out the problems with a man's haircut that's in his 20s it's yeah. you know Garth, Garth answers to no man nor beast <laughs> indeed but possibly Kelly Wells yeah. uh, hello Ramblers <laughs> uh, this is from Pete um, uh, David Seaman we talked about uh, the fact that he doesn't like selfies um, I've never approached him myself but I did hear about a story uh, obviously he's a keen angler always fishing as yeah, David Seaman yeah, that's right. uh, while he was fishing in the Thames in uh, Marlow he uh, ran into an escape to South American capybara is it capybara 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 you were like a massive Capo- rodent. Yeah, like those, yeah. Big, those big with the big World's funny largest noses. rodent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was unable to catch it, but he did manage to take a picture with his mobile phone. So he's oh. not into selfies, but giant yeah. rodents. Well, yeah, you would, I mean, though. You yeah, would, though. you wouldn't let that... 
slip no, away with no, it. It is double standards, though. If, like. if I saw a capybara on the loose, <clears> I would <throat> be annoyed if I had a 3210. <laughs> I'd be taking a photo of it. And they are some strange... Like, we sell them at the zoo. Very strange creatures. Yeah. You, you sell them at the zoo? I used to have them at the sell zoo. Sell them. Oh, sorry. I tried selling them. Don't <laughs> <laughs> so who, uh, who else did I buy one off then? Hello to Kyle. Uh, he says, uh, Afternoon all. Listening to the ramble today, I heard the horticultural outcry at Marcus of stating that Mike Garlick, the Burnley chairman, who abstained from voting in the closure of the transfer window before the season starts, didn't know his onions, which is met by outrage that garlic is not related to the onion family. Turns out, after a quick Google, that garlic is indeed a close relative of the onion shallot, leek and chive. Well, if you come at the king, you better not well, miss. No, <laughs> no one actually said that, but no. still, can, well, nice, nice email. Can you have a garlic ring? Who wants that on their burger? No. Sod off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally for now, uh, well, yeah, all right, let's go with this one. Jack uh, in Harrogate, he visited Edinburgh last week for the final week of the Fringe Festival. Ah. While walking along at Union Canal, I witnessed a man shouting at his dog to get into the canal to retrieve what I can only assume was a golden stick. After refusing, the dog uh, basically was cajoled into the canal. After lifting his sopping mutt out of the river, I caught eye contact with a man who smart suggested that dog shouting and cajoling was an entirely normal affair. As a Leeds fan, I recognised the man at once. It was Michael Jubery. <laughs> oh, amazing! I ended, wow. up, I ended up chatting to Michael for ten minutes about his Leeds days and his six-month-old spaniel. He said that uh, it was how he taught his kids to swim, and dogs shouldn't be any different. <laughs> Did he then, then chuck our emailer in the canal. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! So uh, Jack and Jack and her Harrogate. Uh, shall we go through the trebuchet get? Uh, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? Can I add a little Michael Jubery story that, that he told me himself? Actually, he's mm. a lovely fellow, and he said that when he was a footballer. He'd, he'd first started for Chelsea, and Ian Wright was one of his heroes. And right. they were playing Arsenal, and at a corner, I think he was he was marking Ian Wright, and it was the first time he'd come in contact with Ian Wright, and he was he was kind of slightly starstruck, even on the pitch, and he was looking at him, going, oh, okay, "Says Ian Wright, right? I'm going to mark him." And, and, and Wright just looked at him and just went, "What the f- are you looking at, mate?" He <laughs> <laughs> was crushed. Well, I, I like how like, Ian Wright is the nicest man in real life, but on the pitch, on he was the a pitch, shit. Yeah, oh, man, he was he? a shitbag. <laughs> when Marcus Knight of the weekend of <laughs> FA coaching down in Bristol, there was a guy doing it called Chris Morris not that Chris Morris Chris Morris who used to play for Republic of Ireland yeah. who played in the World Cup mm. and we were doing this exercise and I'll stand next to Marcus <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say Marcus we were both at it yeah you were at it worse Marcus was supposed to be marking this Chris Morris guy right and, right. and the, the point is you do a whole drill and the ball comes over you do certain things and Marcus blatantly just wasn't paying attention all I heard from the back of my, one of my ears was uh, was Marcus going to him oi uh, oi what was it like uh, playing against Marco Van Basten? <laughs> <laughs> just been such a football geek over and over again. Let him work. It was funny. He's paid for that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he, he'd paid to go on the course, I think. Yeah, he, probably, he probably failed. Um, anyway, this, this highlight of the week comes from uh, Oliver Memories Bailey, who was on last week. Do you remember? He, he promised us um, planes. But they, yes. They didn't, they didn't oh yes, we said there were going to be two planes. We yeah. didn't get any. Plane this is, liar. This is exactly. This is about <laughs> something different. He said, um, "Weird moment in uh, Jurgen Klopp's post-match interview this weekend. A journalist asked him about Liverpool's Champions League game on Wednesday. He corrected the journalist, saying it's on Tuesday." But then the Liverpool press officer corrected Klopp and said, it is actually on a Wednesday, Jürgen. <laughs> and Jürgen Klopp said, great, so we've got an extra day. <laughs> <laughs> he said, as a Liverpool fan, it worries me that the manager doesn't know when the next game is. And he said, incidentally, though, I can only apologise for the planes with banners I promised you failing to materialise. To preserve the integrity of the ramble, the person who gave me this tip has been fired into the sea with a medieval trebuchet as per ramble policy. I trust this settles the matter. Now, Joe Horde replied on Facebook with this response, 
As official Ramble historians, here we go. Here we go again. Since Trebuchet Gate, <laughs> I must insert a clarification here. The apposite verbs to describe the process of being fired from a trebuchet are thrown, launched, or hurled. The verb fired is generally confined to gunpowder era weaponry. <laughs> Any future failure to abide by correct nomenclature will result in a cannonball to the groin. Good day, sir. <laughs> Isn't that how Houdini died? Was it really? A little higher, wasn't it? Did he get hit in the stomach with a cannonball? Or did he get punched? Know. Probably. It was probably in handcuffs, they're, upside they're down, two and two very tank. different things. Yeah. yeah. I just remember seeing an old video of a man getting hit with a... Um, it might have been hit on Carter, actually. There's a man getting hit in the belly. I think you're thinking of Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah. yeah. That happens, well, that, that, was, that was a parody of that particular mm. video clip. Yeah, I, I knew. Mm. I knew that. I knew. Crying out loud. Oh, I've already talked about Brighton. Mm. <laughs> yeah, really. They got the first win in the top flight for 34 years. Mm. And it was that man, Pascal Gross, mm. who Luke was talking about a little while ago at the start of the season. Well, I've embarrassed myself there because I've been calling him Gross, I think. Is it yeah. Gross? It doesn't matter. I, I was going on sort of, he's related to he, Christian Gross. He's a good player. He went for only a few million quid and he slipped under the radar. And I think he can do a bit of everything. And he got yeah. two good goals at, at the weekend. Yeah, good I don't think him. he is related to Christian Gross. That was just a stupid comment. Mm. Um, yeah, Brighton, their first win back in the top flight. What a goal it was to get them underway. <laughs> He made up for it. Uh, I say made up for it. He did score a goal. He, yeah. he got a better one the second time. It's almost like he said, that one's not good enough for me. I'm, yeah. I'm doing a proper one. Yeah, because he could have slid um, knockout in. Yeah. yeah. And he did think to himself, yeah, I, I will go down as a goal scorer on, 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 on the, the day that perhaps they get the first win, but I want them to remember this one. More. Yeah. And, and, and he it's good for them to get themselves up and running, isn't yeah. it? The atmosphere down there is absolutely unbelievable, and that's going to be a real weapon for them. We've said this already a few times this season, but that was, it was really, really in evidence there. I was, there, I was there pre-season, they saw them play Atletico Madrid, they were beaten, but it was a good game, and the atmosphere was fantastic. It's just such a great destination to go and watch a game, mm. it really is. Mm. They, they were good goals. They, were they good. need goals. They got three of them. Mm. Um, they were good value for the win. They're going to need more than that, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends well, how many the Oppo get. The game's over now. Right? <laughs> game's over. Um, go for more. An enjoyable stat for Brighton fans, you're already four points above Palace. Yeah. <laughs> but when Roy the boy takes over, if indeed he does, then oh, well, Palace going for Chris Hewton, that'll be a, that'll be a stinker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, blimey. Uh, Pulis uh, was angrily shouting at his side throughout the match. Which that's, was... that's not notable. That's not notable. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It's not newsworthy. So yeah. Pulis was present. I'm yeah. saying, in, in... If he had a knife in his hand, notable. If he's yeah. just shouting, that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's how he communicates. <laughs> did, uh, did, did, he, did he have a knife? <laughs> if he no. had a knife in one hand, not notable. If he had it in both hands, and notable. Did he have if a Swiss it, Army it, pen knife under his cap? <laughs> if that if that cap was like really big like a record yeah notable yeah. again you'd notable. have liked it I'd have liked it I'm just saying that sometimes in this, this day and age where things are a bit topsy-turvy you know people are shouting at his side it's a constant it is that we <laughs> could all be yeah. reassured with it's like easing into an old pair of slippers <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he did say the Brighton goals either side of half time were kicking the ghoulies well they will be yeah well ideally you don't want to concede any do you no, no. exactly but nice to hear the word ghoulies again <laughs> um, in a non-scary situation um, now Watford they got their second win of the season they're two points behind the Manchester sides at the top of the table they've had a great start to the season they've only conceded three which were all on the first day against Liverpool uh, three clean sheets Bournemouth away Brighton at home and Southampton away okay they're not top sides but a clean sheet's a clean yeah. sheet's a clean sheet as the old yeah. expression goes I've, I've always maintained ever since we've been doing this show that the first day of the season to me is just a write-off you don't know what you're going to get you never know you can't you can't really learn too much about your team as a manager until you see them out there in competitive action so mm. you take that Aside, well, they've been fantastic. But a point against the much well, and, and better they were, side. They were fine, yeah. And and I think I think Watford, Watford could do really, really well this season. Marco Silva clearly, and it's not just us watching Marco Silva managing Hull saying he did a very valiant job there, and they're unlucky and all the rest of it. Everyone who's everyone in football is saying Silva's a great manager, yeah. yeah. And he's going to go on to great things, um, and and so far so good, really. And the cut of his jib is one which is quite affable. 
quite a decent chap. I'm happy to be shot down in flames in a couple of weeks' time if yeah. certain stories come out about mm. him. I doubt no, they no, will. No, I think you're but right. But you know what I mean? He looks like the type of guy. Look at those. It must be difficult in that in that Watford dressing room to go in there. There's a, there's a lot of players coming and going, and the loans and so on. Well, the managers come and go for crying out loud. To be able to walk in there and to, to, to have a bit of authority, but not upset people and try and get a bit of cohesion he seems to have done it quite quickly on the basis of those four results that we've just talked well, about well, and, and I think it, it's going to arguably test um, test the Watford ownership's philosophy because mm. if, if Marco Silva takes them and let's not get silly I mean, if, if he takes them I know Leicester won the league but if Marco Silva top ta- half finish. takes them to eighth or something like that yeah. that's a great that's a great performance it's a, it's a wonderful yeah. season they, they, they may find it hard to keep hold of Silva on that basis but presumably they would like to keep him so it's yeah. almost like a right, role Be reversal interesting, wouldn't it see if they you know if he could well use them as a stepping stone, which would be an you know, unusual situation for them to be in. But he, he's bought very well, isn't he? Andre Gray and Richarlison seem to have a really good um, good understanding already. And Richarlison is incredibly satisfying to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to thank I, him for I, that. I, I mean, it might say more about me than anything else, but I'd never heard of Richarlison. Well, he's and, quite young, isn't he? I, yeah. I, I think it was a, sort of just plucked from nowhere, really. And I've only seen him a little bit, but he looks all, yeah, looks all right. That's a good player. There were some good goals scored in that game. Jan Matt scored. That was a great goal from yeah. miles out. That's the sort of stuff he learned at St. James's Park. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did he score many long ranges for Newcastle? Oh no, he, he had that in him definitely, okay. and uh, also he was a psychopath. But, you know. <laughs> he had it in him, but did he uh, utilise it? it? Did he ever utilise it? There's a link there. Isn't Newcastle, do you think uh, Sanchez booting uh, Oslo in the Ghoulies? Yes. Speaking of being booted in the Ghoulies, is that did, right? Did, yeah. did you Retrospective action. I did see. Please. That. Did Jan Matt? Did Jan Matt leave um, Newcastle because Mike Ashley puked on him? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, think thought, I think it's just in the contract. If you do get puke on him, this is how we get it out. Sorry about what you were a fireplace is that what you're saying yeah. <laughs> everything's a fireplace when he's had enough <laughs> everything's a fire sale Indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got time to talk about Spurs away to Everton what a win 3-0 Harry Kane scoring again yeah, yeah. and, and then the, great thing, the, old routine. the <laughs> great thing about that is 100th goal wasn't Supposed to be a goal yep. by his own. De- by and his it was own nice that he admitted that. He, he, well, yeah. we were saying this earlier, but when you score as many goals as Harry Kane, you can. If you if you're a left back who gets none, <laughs> and that's you, you're yeah. claiming that all day long. Well, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Just into September, and even his crosses are becoming goals. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> scoring for England, scoring yeah, for Spurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, he's probably sits in the dressing room or in, in the training ground on the first September, saying to everyone, "Listen, lads, honestly, whatever I do now, yeah. now it's ticked over midnight. We'll go in the goal. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't I do. even understand this. Yeah." But <laughs> but, but it is, to take it a bit more serious, it is a, a weird situation for Everton. It is. Because I know it's early in the season, and I know it was Sigurdsson. I think it was his home debut, wasn't mm. it, Sigurdsson for Everton? Um, so you can't read too much into that in isolation. But they've elected to, to replace Lukaku's goals with this almost like, let's spread the goals around mm. type mentality. I mean, loads of number 10s. Yeah, and I do understand that, because it's not easy to go and find a 25 goal in the Premier League striker, even though you, they had a lot of money to spend. But it's a bit of a gamble for them, mm. you know. And people and people have been saying, you know, is is Koeman, is his job safe? If, if they've got an owner who's very so ambitious that he's going to spend all this money, hundreds of millions, mm. is he going to be too loyal when it's not going his way? I'm not suggesting it won't, but for them, an improvement would be fourth probably, and that's looking very difficult now. Yeah, very difficult. Well, again, like, we said this a, f- a few weeks ago. Uh, that that is very clearly their stated aim, isn't it? So falling short of that, like you know, that falls on Koeman. You know, he, he's set his stall out as well, that's what they're going for. And let's, let's not skirt over this. One of their big players so far this season has been Wayne Rooney, and goodness knows that this has been a lot of his him, po- yeah. private life in, yeah. in, the, in the press. And, and he's so driving a Volkswagen Beetle. You know, <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, I'm cock here, so we can't talk any further on that. No. I was about to say, yeah. I'm allowed to say the brand of car. The car's not at fault. No. There was just uncomfortable silence. Everyone yeah. just went a bit... It went a bit it, Chris Sutton on Match of the Day too, didn't it? We all feel the same about Volkswagen Beetles. That's what I've learned. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sutton. Come on, that was a bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was Any, a bit odd. Anyone who says they doesn't think that about Volkswagen Beetles is a liar. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think all Volkswagen Beetles should be rescinded. I'm sure. Da- <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Daily Mail have got some sort of quote, sort of opinion on on the on the, on the Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> no doubt they do. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about the championship after this. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Uh, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Bet365, will be out on Friday morning. How did Luke Moore get on in the hot seat? Another win. Move on. Really? <laughs> yeah, not a problem. When it was... When it was <laughs> what was your bet again? He's got all jaws there. Burnley to beat Palace. Yeah. Listen, we've got... I'm starting to hate this feature, because he's in the hot seat. I don't well, like it one yeah. bit. Pete, You're on for the hat-trick, and you would be the first person to do it. Pete, what I would say is that we've got several <laughs> listeners. Yeah, okay? several. They've all got the, the wisdom of their crowd. They yeah. can all come in, and I'll pick, I'll pick the bet that I think's, you know, the best one. <laughs> They can't buy a win. Yeah, no, me against them. Me against, you know that game when um, those three footballers had a game against a hundred foot hundred yeah, kids. That's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And I'm winning. <laughs> well, that's great. Such hubris. Luke is, is the manager who plays. Yeah. In many ways, but he's I, genuinely better than it, the team. In many ways, I've cost Frank the Barrow's job. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Burnley to beat Palace, and they won one nil. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do on Thursday. I have to tune in to find out. I suppose I haven't decided yet. We'll look forward to that. We all look forward. I won to the hat trick. If I get, if I get, if I um. If I do get the hat trick, it means I retire from the show. <laughs> so you guys might want to want that to happen. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. yeah the listeners certainly. We'll find do. out what we think of that on, the, <laughs> yeah. on Friday morning. All right, Luke, you've said something there, Peter. What have you got to say? Well, Friday morning comes around. Friday evening is yeah. where it's going to be happening. It we is. are going to be doing a live show uh, in Kings Cross, and I've brought a friend along to talk about it. Hello everybody, I am Josie Joswell from Josie's Giants, a television show from 1980s, uh, written by uh, the darts commentator Sid Waddell. And I am here to tell you uh, a lot about, basically, my friends at the Football Ramble are going to be doing a show at King's Place in King's Cross. Uh, it used to be a terrible red light district, not anymore. Uh, they're going to be doing it on a Friday, this Friday. And if you want to go, just get your tickets, dickhead. Thefootballramble.com forward slash news. Josie's Giants. Uh, I'll be there. And I'll be there too. Yeah. So there you go. Nowadays we've got Jossaloo's Giants, of course. I, I'm racking my brains as well. good. Why we don't get sign off on these adverts before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pete, can you do an advert? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that you? Uh, no, I got Jossie from Jossie Giants involved. If, if by some sort of miracle you found that entertaining, <laughs> do come on Friday yeah. it's more the same isn't it it's yeah. more the same and yeah. we can talk about what we like it's certainly yeah. slander and not libel I yeah. think yeah it doesn't, yeah. Count, no, it, no, it's, it doesn't count if you've had five beers oh right, okay, it's fine. <laughs> you know what I was going to have to be working the next day I'm yeah. not now sweet there you go okay, cool. so in which case do get your ticket unhinged all, all yeah. back to Peter's yeah, do yeah. No, you might not be out until Monday of the <laughs> building Seri- semi-serious mm. do buy your tickets before Beat buys the rest of them <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be inv- I'll be just inviting homeless guys I know yeah. Okay. yeah, and that would be a very good cause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, should we move on to the championship? Yeah, Alan, let's go. <laughs> Don't give me the room. <laughs> Don't give me the, I'm like Meza Urza, I'll drag the play all over the place, Marcus. <laughs> Pete's like Paul Scholes on the Keegan. Drop <laughs> <laughs> his little hand grenade all over the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Playing between the lines. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff lost their 100% start. To the season. They did get a draw, though, at Fulham. Fulham should have won that game. They're a good club, Fulham, aren't they? Yeah. yeah they're lovely lads. Lovely lads. Lovely lads. Lovely old lads. Fulham. The first, uh, the first thing 
Warnock said to look at the quotes after the game was, well, it was a cracking game. It did look he a brilliant it, game. He oh, always yeah. says it's a cracking I game. I watched the extended highlights <laughs> and there were lots going on. Fulham, yeah. I think Fulham should have won. Fulham had 64% possession. They look really slick again. I mean, Fulham. they're running on seven points. So you think if they, if they can <sighs> click... Yeah, uh, if they uh, can put the smaller teams away. When Fulham played Ipswich when they were flying high, they beat mm. Ipswich quite handedly. Um, and and should have beaten Cardiff. That's the thing with Fulham. They, if they could put away the smaller teams as well, then they um, Barcelona of the championship. They genuinely are. They play the best football down in the Champions Championship. That's reminded me of Sam Hamam. I told you that story, <laughs> haven't I, about him saying that Cardiff were the Barcelona in Northern Europe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> another story. But um, that was that was that was when they were they were um, burning the the other team shirts. No, it's, well, well, I don't there know was about, something very sinister going so, on. No, Sam time. Hamam was owner of Cardiff City. Yeah, and I was at Union, no, no, and no. I called him. And I, 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 he's press person, so I could do an interview with him. Mm. And I called him. I did an interview over the phone mm. to put together like a radio package for uni. And he was mad. <laughs> oh yeah. Would this mean Raycard's uh, Barcelona as well? I, well, no, no. Before that, I think. <laughs> right. But he, he was basically saying that the Cardiff with Van Hal. But it wasn't like he was saying, "Oh, I'm going to build a great club here." He was saying, literally saying, "They're already at this there. moment. <laughs> we are the Barcelona. I was, I was about to say, they weren't even the top flight." I was about to say, we were we were then going on which Barcelona was it because he <laughs> might have had a point. Not the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. not the point. Are you confusing Cardiff with Catalan? I don't know <laughs> what um, it is. In that in that Fulham game, Ryan Sessegnon. I know it's not you know, a hugely original thing to say. He he's very highly rated. He looks like a. I know he's a fullback. Mm. But he looks like he affects every part of the pitch already. He's, he's, he's often played further up, further the field, forward, yeah. further up the pitch. He looks great, and actually, that's why I think Fulham would have wanted to keep him this season because they had a big bid from Spurs. Yeah, um, of course, unlike Spurs to Nick Fulham. Why isn't it? I say Nick, they do pay for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a perfectly reasonable yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Daniel Levy was stuffing Ryan Session down his tracksuit bomb. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for the, uh, for the tour of Craven Cottage. Yeah. Uh, don't search me as I leave. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I, I, they obviously wanted to keep him because Fulham will think financially, obviously, if we can get promoted, yeah, that's worth yeah, more than exactly. 25 million for Ryan Session and, and so on. But he, he just looks at, uh, I mean, he's only 17 now, born in 2000. So mm, only, tw- only 17, which is horrible. Born, is, but <laughs> still 17. But I, I didn't realise that he played. He's played further forward quite so often. But he looked like he was just all over the place. He's a great player yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, in a good, yeah, not in a, not in a Modi Army way. Like, yeah. like, like, a, like a decent boy, you know. Yeah, he was flipping dreadful. <laughs> oh man, I uh, was staying in West London though. QPR and Ian Holloway celebrated a hundred years of, of Loftus Road with a win against Big Mick uh, Ipswich. But do you ever think, like in the Premier League, you know, we see all this stuff with the, um, the transfer window and the money. He's going crazy and mm. crazier every year, and uh, the foot, you know, new players come in, and mm-hmm. it's, it feels very fresh every year. The Premier League, I think. Yeah. You look at the Championship, <laughs> and you think it's just like the same all the time. Like, talk, talk about, we're doing a Championship section here: Neil Warnock, Ian Holloway, and Mick McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Because they to get them out of the league, don't they? No, and yeah. Then, nothing and then changes. They're never allowed to, to keep going. Do you know, I, somebody said um, about the Premier League. They said it wasn't really. Uh, an English league it's more like a global league you, know, yeah. you look at the, the managers because if you look at other leagues in Europe Spain and Italy and Germany they often the, the majority of the coaches are from mm. those countries and so on yeah. and, and maybe they are in the Premier League but I think there's only five English uh, coaches currently uh, in, in the Premier League you know, mm. and obviously it's something like 37% of the players are English and so on whereas it would be a high percentage in, in, in sure. other countries I think and and I think that is a fair comment. You know, the Premier League. Yes, it is an English league. Of course, you look at the style of play and so on and so forth. But it is also a global league. It was actually, I think, the Championship is it's your the English, English league. Is the English yeah, that's league. a nice yeah. point, actually. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a nice point. Um, which is why it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, not as uh, a cultured footballer, apart from Fulham, of course. Room for a shower. 
<laughs> yeah. Maybe. You, is, is it right, am I right in saying that Redknapp, Harry Redknapp said that Birmingham would be top six, no danger this season? You are going to bring mm-hmm. that up every I think, week. I think they're fifth bottom. There was a, there was a bar, bizarre clip where he was just looking at his phone for about five yeah, minutes. Yeah, I saw that on the, in that? a press conference or something. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. trying to work out Deliveroo. Yeah. Doing his online banking. <laughs> 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 or that gym, which was uh, a naughty appointment. Well, he's, probably, he's probably booking a tea time or something like that, wasn't yeah, he? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Although, we, we, I've got to say about QPR, Freeman scored a lovely one uh, for them. Could have been a toe punt. Worth having a look. Yeah, and the Jamie, lovely Jamie, movement that, uh, that he did before. Jamie Mackey scored, didn't he, as well? Scored, it was Jamie Mackey, was it? Good to see him getting a, getting mm. a go. He's had a couple of bad injuries. Yeah. Could have been me, you know. I think you're on yeah. the head under 18. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he was a new Marcus Speller, that's mm. what they call him, isn't it? Probably what spurred him on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wolves got a handy win against Millwall, taking them up to third. Um, Diogo Jota scored a, a fine goal, one mm. of the goals of the weekend, Jim. You're nodding in agreement. I, I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. It was better than Welbeck's first, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> 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 Lovely to see Welbs on the, on the score sheet. But mm. we're talking about Wolves. Wolves. And, and, and of course, the, um, the natural thing to do when talking about Wolves is to talk about Mark Hamill, the man who plays Lukey Skywalker. Mm. Uh, he's confirmed that he's a Wolves fan now. This was due to him liking a post about Wolves on Twitter. Uh, Hamill thought that the, 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 the tweeter meant the animals rather than the football yeah. team. And after much interest... Not unreasonably from his yeah. point. Very much. Um, after much interest and love from the Wolves fans, Hamill said, well, I've got to become a supporter of the club now. He, and he's been given an open invitation to uh, the Molyneux. I mean, all I've got is Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Neil. That's mm. it. I've got nothing else. Yeah. Tom Hanks also support Villa. There's a yeah. strange There's concentration stuff, though, of... Yeah. Like, you, they get spotted with, like, they get given, like, a, you know, Snoop Dogg gets given a jersey by Manchester United and Sonny's a Man United yeah. fan. Then the next week, he's, yeah. a diff- he's got a different team. I just mean in the Midlands in, in particular, there's a, an unusual <laughs> concentration of it. <laughs> it, it I, think, I think Prince William's an Aston Villa fan I think that's well. right and also David yeah. Cameron Tony Blair David, no, no, David yeah, Cameron, Cameron forgot Cameron, yeah, that Cameron, he yeah. oh he's a West Ham no he's not he's basically pretending his, either way isn't his, he? he well, forgot his, which his team script, he was pretending to support I think his scriptwriter forgot which one it, but they knew he played in Claret and Blue so he went obviously I want West Ham to win yeah that's right yeah, that's so, so who does he officially support Villa Villa. But it is Villa script writer wrote the wrong team right that's it yeah we're Prime Minister it's like I say repeat with the emails with David Cameron read it beforehand then you know what's coming up don't you you give in a Newcastle shirt, Peter, or one of your DJ <laughs> slots, and now you've got yeah. to. Yeah, just have to. Ah, oh, theory me. Right, now, oh my goodness, it's time for going for gold. It's time for going for gold. Let's do this. Gold. Um, can I just say, I wasn't here last week, and I listened to the show, and I was walking into Pret to meet Marcus on the Wednesday, I think. And I got going for gold as I walked in and saw him in the Pret and I grabbed him and started going, Marcus Alonso, Marcus Alonso. <laughs> and I checked with him earlier and said, can I, can I potentially have a point for that? And he said, no. Well, no, I mean, none I of that's true that's... apart from the last bit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that, but what I do find very charming is that you were doing um, revision to meet Marcus. Yeah. Well, he's catching he, up. Very, uh, he's very mm. uh, fastidious with his football knowledge and he mm. expects the same from me. Did you? I quiz him on all the best goals I scored. <laughs> yeah. I under I've learned them all by heart now. <laughs> well, well only a couple of them, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take me that long, no. One of them was offside. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's kick off, shall we? Thank you to Dan Wade for getting involved and giving me some uh, going for gold clues. Um, I mean, it's silly if you're going to email it to the whole group. Uh, use Peter at thefootballramble.com, uh, yeah. guys, if you are going well, to. Give, give your personal one out. You that is right, Pete at the football. No, the one that I normally use, your email address. <laughs> oh. Don't do that, don't no, do don't that. Do it, Pete. <laughs> you always did it then. <laughs> yeah, well, like you know. Do you remember? Banking password. Why don't, you get them to, why don't you get them to text you? Give you a, uh, <laughs> I'll just yeah. read out yours, Well, Marcus. they could come to your house. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they get their own keys cut, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. I was born in Lagoa de Prata. Clue number one. I was born in Lagoa de Prata. Stop. Paolo One Chop. No. Again, good, lovely good, to have. Yes. Yeah, good yeah. Lovely. I began my career at uh, America Minero. 
Stop. Janino. Not Janino, no. Stop. Eduardo. No. Stop. Emerson. <laughs> no. I earned 93 caps in my country, scoring three times. Stop. Dunga. No. Oh, I thought I had it. Stop. Jorginho. No. But Stop. Taffarel. <gasps> oh, these lovely names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw Taffarel's lovely goalkeeper top. I saw Dunga's weird mullet hair. Fantastic. Pete, I'm only guessing to give um, the listeners time to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I spent six seasons in England at one club. Okay, okay. I scored the fastest ever goal for my club. Ooh. Hmm. I also scored my club's first goal at their new stadium. Oh, damn it all! Damn it all! Damn it all! Damn it all! No help, come on, that's naughty. No, Damn it I'm, all. I'm just seeing if anyone else knows it. I'm not, not going to ask for the clue. Clue number seven, the penultimate clue. I have a giant anteater named after me at London Zoo, which I once described as my slightly more hairy brother. I don't know anything about... Oh, this has completely passed me by. None of these clues are ringing true for me at all. I'm only guessing Brazilians because of the yeah. name of the club he started at. Final clue. Oh, come on. <laughs> Maybe his first name. Oh, it's gutted. <laughs> Maybe his first name. <laughs> I am a world... I'm going to split this into two, actually. I'm Gilberto going to spl- Silva. Gilberto yeah! Silva! Well done, well done. The Invisible Wall. Yeah. I am a World Cup winner and an Invincible. Yeah, I'd have got that. Very nice. To be fair, after, <laughs> I also scored my club's first goal at their new stadium. If Jim hasn't got this now, I give up. Yeah. Says Dan Wade. Oh, yeah. Dan, excellent. Impeccable um, going for gold. I was on the gold. radio once with... I think... I, I might... This might not... It might not have been him, but I think it was Tony Cascarino. Mm. And we were talking about Gilberto Silva. Mm. And we were talking about in the context of Arsenal not having a player like that. Oh, he's so, so good. Yeah. And I said, as a joke to him, I think it was Tony Cascarino. Well, it's like he was, he was named the Invisible War. I mean, how do you, how do you defend play against a, a wall where you don't know where it is because it's invisible and Tony Cascarino yeah it was a really good point <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like saying it wasn't a really good point it was a joke he's not actually invisible Tony how do you play virtual squash I don't know <laughs> Tony might, how do you change your nationality yeah, it it represent represent the country you're not from it may not have been Tony it may not have been but it was someone like <laughs> but it might have been I'm I'm, back. I, it was a role it was a toss up between him and Dean Saunders <laughs> believe me either one both, of them are capable both, Hang on. both great thinkers of the game yeah. Dean, that's two very different men I, mean, I was on I was on talk sport with Dean Saunders <laughs> this went out so it's fine mm. but uh he, he he was. I was reading the back pages on on Talksport, and Dean Saunders. I was talking about Lukaku going to Manchester United. The transfer hadn't happened yet, and Dean Saunders turned and said, "I don't know why they're going for Lukaku." And I said, well, 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 who, "Who do you think? Well, why not go for Jermaine Defoe?" <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I thought Dean Saunders. <laughs> he is, would be cheaper. He, he, well, massively cheaper. <laughs> I'm on his side. But apart um, from that um, point, Pete, um, next Newcastle coach. <laughs> no, to be Dean fair, Saunders. he is also much older. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the selling points. He went, well, he, how old is he, 36? No, yeah, 34. 35, yeah, about 36. Let's say 34. He went, yeah. well, he's 34. He scored bags of goals. And I was a bit like, <laughs> scored. <laughs> you scored a few yourself. And you know, when you sort of sat there and I'm thinking, look, this is Dean Saunders, you know, legend is anybody, of the game. Is anyone else here enjoying Marcus Dean Saunders impression? It's not yeah, bad, it's it? That's really good, yeah. <laughs> but I thought to myself, this is a legend of the game. I don't want to turn around and go, oh, sh- shut up, Dino. Yeah. Shut your noise, you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But I, I thought to myself, I can't on, on national radio back this point up. But I yeah. said, 
I, 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 do, do you not think, Dean, that it's something you came across all Hugh Grant? Do you not think that the Manchester United fans might be a little bit <laughs> disappointed if it was just Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe as their replacement for Zlatan Ibrahimovic? <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't having it. He felt that Manchester yeah. United should have gone in for Jermaine Defoe. There we go. Well, did he think they were specifically trying to replace an old player? <laughs> like with another old player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he year younger? Ask me the same way. Before we go, my, I was at Mansfield Grimsby at the weekend. Yes. Um, local derby. Fiercely contested oh. derby. It was actually fantastic. We, I was guests of uh, the, the owners of the Radfords and, we, and we, I've interviewed Carolyn Radford, the mm. CEO, one of the only female CEOs in, in football uh, for this month's, hopefully this month's special. So do listen out for that. But uh, the reason I bring it up is because, and, and it was a, it, they're a great club and I really enjoyed my time there. And I, and I'd like to thank them for their hospitality. Mm. But the reason I bring it up is because um, it's so funny. Like it's, Clearly, there's not that many fans. I think there are about four and a half thousand fans there in total. Maybe about five, six hundred of them would be Grimsby fans mm. who've made the trip across. Mm. Um, I had a few experiences with them on the train there as well. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, but um, I won't go into that. But um, putting the grim they, in they, Grimsby, they've come all the way there. And after half an hour, uh, Mansfield were rewarded the penalty, and, they, and Mansfield ended up beating them four-one. It was a fairly easy win, and they played very well. But um, <laughs> Mansfield got rewarded the penalty in front of the Grimsby Town fans, mm. which the guy. Sort of stepped up and duly scored. Uh, three or four Grimsby Town fans were so annoyed they were <laughs> p- forcibly removed from the stand <laughs> half hour in. Like they, had, they hadn't considered it was an option. No, they, might they, were, they were mad, absolutely mad. There had been like five or six, four or five of them carted out by security. What are you doing? I think like one, of the, one of the last times I, uh, one of the last times, the like, I'm not going to go again. Sorry, sorry. Cup of but the thing is, what's the best that can happen to them now? Mm. They'll go back to Grimsby. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it while you're away. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I think I was at West Ham uh, away uh, in the Newcastle fans, and this woman got chucked out twenty minutes because she was too pissed. It's like oh, at a game, at a game. I know. Like, it's bad, isn't it it wasn't you, even that late to kick off, and you can't even drink view of the pitch. No, so they've let her in. They let her in. Drunk. Yeah, if anything, she should have sobered up a bit by then. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, unbelievable. Of course, uh, the the the, um, the ACAR special at the moment that is out. The, the, the latest one is is me interviewing Kevin Gallagher. Yeah, you had a lovely oh, old time. I had a lovely old time. I went up to um, Preston train station. He picked me up in his nice big car. We went back to his nice big house, tennis court there. Oh, I yeah. thought to myself, did you, have a, did you have a couple of games? Or? I didn't. I didn't have time for a couple of games. So, so it's full of great stories that interview. I really enjoy listening to it. But please do tell us this just quickly mm-hmm. the Scotland Brazil '98. World Cup story. Actually, uh, you tell it because it's an example yeah. of the sort of stuff you can hear on it, and I think it's a good, it's a good one. Well, ahead of the '98 World Cup, of course, Scotland played Brazil in the opening game. <clears throat> excuse me, at the um, Stade de Nice or the Stade de France, as it's called now. I'm not yeah. sure. There's a showpiece uh, of the World Cup in, in France in 1998. In Scotland, we're playing the champions. Brazil. It's the opening game, and the opening ceremony ran over time, so they couldn't do a warm up on the pitch. Mm. Beforehand, right? It's a, fo- it's a football tournament, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the main it's thing the about it. Opening yeah. game yeah. to the greatest show on earth. Yeah, <laughs> and imagine that if you're if you're uh, one of the Scotland players, you're up against Cafu, Dunga, Ronaldo, Rivaldo, yeah. all these players. Yeah, um, and you're to- oh yeah, actually you can't warm up before the game. Yeah, all right, because there's a lot of running involved in this next <laughs> ninety minutes. Yeah. I, I, there's one thing we need is a bloody good warm up. Okay, <laughs> so what they started doing is they were doing like shuttle runs up and down this little corridor, and there was a little route. And I mean, they were they were in the train, is obviously in the kit, yeah. and they're running up and down inside this building. <laughs> and Kevin Gallagher said, "You get to the end of uh, the corridor, and you could just see through the glass another little space, another door through the glass, and what the Brazilians were up to. So Scotland <laughs> are busting a gut to try and get their warm up." He said he got a little <laughs> glimpse of the Brazilian players. They're all just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just jiving away. Having a lovely old time. <laughs> that is amazing. Sensational. Yeah. And I tell R- you what, Ronald they- is drinking a Bacardi Breezer. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous behaviour, but... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, was Ronaldinho in the side? No, he would have been there. No, no, he wasn't there. Danielson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His predecessor. Yeah, but, and, and they only just beat the Scots. Tommy, Tommy Boyd own goal, was it not? Tommy Boyd own goal was there. There you go. Fine margins, isn't it? At the top mm, level. Yeah, but yeah. We, we talk about uh, Bobby Robson and his time mm. in Newcastle. Craigie Brown gets a little mention. Yeah. Uh, Roy Hodgson as well. So check it out, ACAST Plus subscribers. It's £1.99 mm. a month through the ACAST app, and you also receive all our old specials. So Jamie Carragher, Howard Webb, um, Mark Chapman, of course, Jim White, mm. Sky Sports Jim White, lots mm. on there, and you also My get. Dad. You get your Pete's yeah, dad as well. Christian Fuchs. Uh, yeah, Premier League winner Christian Fuchs, and you also get ad-free rambles throughout. So for just one pound ninety nine a month, mm-hmm. go download the Acast app, and you can get it there. But Pete's voiceovers will be included, though. Yeah, sadly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. never mind. You got to take, you got to take the rough. But it is premium you. content. Josie's Giants. I'll be there. He yeah. certainly will. It's confusing, isn't it? Because that's his yeah. actual voice that's as well. Actually my voice, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, that is the end of the Football Ramble, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, uh, remember, the, the, the preview show, of course, will be out on Friday morning, ahead of that live show this Friday night in yes. North London, King's Cross. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Lucas. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Thefootballramble.com forward slash news for tickets. Cheery, bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.